name's Miguel Hayworth, I'm host of the show. Um, this week we're going to look at Lausanne, the Lausanne Congress. Now, um, and how we're going to um, link that into another movement within the Lausanne Congress called the um, Lausanne Consultation on Jewish Evangelism. Now, a question came uh, to me, um, some of the people that are involved in, in, in the Lausanne Consultation Jewish Evangelism, the acronym is LCJE, um, spoke out a number of years ago against um, Catholicism. Uh, this would have been about 10 years from now, and they would ask the question, uh, why would you go against anyone who previously wrote against Rome? but are currently in compromised positions where they're involved with something that's completely and totally ecumenical. As I get on within this um, series covering on the LCJE, it's quite a long, lengthy uh, uh, process of covering all, all angles, and I want to do that so um, you can get to grips what has been going on since um, 1980. Uh, now, in... Um, the history of the Lausanne Con Congress on World Evangelization was started out in July 1974 and this was considered to be uh, very significant because it me meant that you had a large gathering of evangelicals who met um, and they were talking about how there were uh, around 3,000 participants from more than 150 countries. and. The theme was, let the earth hear his voice. Now, the Lausanne Congress was featured in Time magazine. And they said that this move, or movement, was possibly the widest ranging meeting of Christians ever held. It marks the turning point in the development of evangelicalism uh, in the century. And it's significant for evangelicals in many ways comparable to the Second Vatican Council for the Roman Catholic Church. The mind of the Congress was explained in a covenant. Now, the first draft of the covenant, they got together with the World Council Churches, and the chief executive was a, was a woman who um, formed this covenant. Now, the LCJE um, was very much moving people into signing the very covenant that, that was created through the World Council of Churches. Somewhere down the line it, there was a bit of a split but since 2010 they were talking about mission reconciliation and they did that and a lot of the Messianics were enthusiastic about the um, Third Lausanne con Conference but that's something I'd like to explain and cover on um, a bit later on. Now, the whole mind of the uh, Congress was expressed in the Covenant, but it was produced seven months before the Congress was based on the papers of the main speakers. So, the draft was revised at the Congress by the Drafting Committee, and this was chaired by John Stott. John Stott previously wrote a lot of good articles he did previously speak out against Rome and the dangers of Catholicism and then he um, uh, went ecumenical somewhere down the line something very wrong happened to his uh, theological mindset um, so he came, came up with this 
draft and it was to put all participants under this covenant. And this was um, in light of the drafting committee produced by the final draft cons uh, consisting of 15 clauses with an introduction and conclusion. The covenant was um, like it was a confession of faith and that's what they called it and most of the representatives and sorry, authoritative statement of the evangelical belief in modern times but it was mainly professional belief it is a covenant a solemn personal pledge to pray and work for evangelization now the term evangelization is a catholic term it's not something that came out of the evangelical churches originally and um, it was something that was pushed this idea about evangelization that was through the World Council of Churches which was around the late sisters so this um, then um, came into um, uh, well it, it was sort of formed on its own at Lausanne which was in Switzerland so the participant and the speakers were planning committee for the third world furthermore some of the um, provocative inf influential the papers delivered from two Latin America Americans Samuel Escobar and René Padilla secondly happened with the uh, with Roman Catholicism at the Second Vatican Council uh, the previous evangelical at attitude triumphalism was replaced the attitude of patience um, Lausanne represents the um, growing importance of the influential influence of the evangelicalism worldwide but this has been uh, accompanied by the recognition that all um, has not been in been healthy in the past and that lessons can be learned from others um, thirdly it's uh, patience is manifest especially in the area of Christian social responsibility when evangelicals were at the forefront of social concern in the last century and this had been um, um, this century has been a uh, reversal and in many instances a local withdrawal from uh, the field dissatisfaction with the state of affairs came to head at Lausanne and found the expression of uh, expressing the fifth clause of the covenant um, this clause did not satisfy everyone and there was a minority statement not from the conservatives but from the radical discipleship group who felt that they wanted to go further than the covenant and at the same time it uh, there was a stress on social responsibility and the participants were agreed about the uh, vital urgency of the preaching of the gospel in the whole world Current states as an excellent summary of the evangelical belief and commitment to the modern world and they say um, we the members of the Church of Christ from one, more than 150 nations are deeply disturbed by what God is doing in our day moved to patience by the failures and challenged by the unfinished tasks of evangelization we believe the gospel is God's good news to the whole world and we are determined by his grace to obey Christ's commission and to proclaim it all, uh, to all mankind and to make disciples of every nation and that was the introduction of the Lausanne Covenant it was quite a big vast area but the 
what they didn't say within that, it did include the Roman Catholics, because within the covenant, which I'm going to cover on later on, um, they didn't seem to have a problem, uh, Rome didn't seem to have a problem with, that's why they had consultation with Roman Catholicism in order to uh, be more effective for the cause of uh, the gospel, you know, the Church of Rome claims to hold to the gospel, even though they don't actually have a gospel, um, and um, it seemed to the view that, oh, we have this nature reconciliation where more than 150 countries of all Christendom, we come together in order to promote Christ. Uh, the question is, is the cheese of the Catholic Church the same cheese as the one that's in the Bible? Uh, so much so that in heaven, our Lord has to submit to Mary as the Father does, uh, Mary being the mother of God, the Queen of Heaven. Um, as we covered on the past uh, series concerning the, the the whole point of the, the Eucharist and the position Mary has in the Catholic Church. Now, um, getting on to uh, the question, if someone writes against Roman Catholicism, but is in a compromised position where they're members of the Lausanne movement, why would you go against them? The simple reason is because the statement against Roman Catholicism is inconsistent with their actions. And though the words say one thing, the deeds say another. It's like you can take um, Rome's doctrines, you can refute it, uh, putting theological arguments across why Rome is very deceitful in its practices and why it's leading many astray and away from Christ. On the other hand, you would support something that's completely aligned with the Lausanne um, movement which encompasses the Lausanne Constitution Jewish Evangelism it's not a separate um, entity it is part of the Lausanne movement now historically um, we looked at where um, the LCGA began in 1980 and this uh, was sponsored by the Lausanne Committee World Evangelization the Lausanne Constitution on Jewish Evangelism has chapters in Israel, Europe, South Africa, Latin America, Australia, Japan, as well as North America. The Lausanne Committee on World Evangelization is an international movement formed by the person uniting, uniting Christian denominations and organizations to evangelize the world before the year AD 2000. In 1974, 2,400 Protestant Catholic leaders from 150 nations attended the Lausanne Congress which was convened at, by a committee headed by Billy Graham. Um, the Lausanne Covenant was a 3,000 word document that was written and signed by 2,300 of the attendees of the 1974 Lausanne Congress. A requirement of membership uh, in the Lausanne Constitution on Jewish Evangelism is in agreement with the Lausanne Covenant. Now, it's okay for, you know, we had uh, Carol Matriciana who did cover on Lausanne, um, speaking out against it. But she uh, didn't, she was very care careful, but um, not that I'm not sure that she's aware of the LCJE, but um, she was very uh, careful not to mention, even though these people were approached concerning the infiltration of ecumenism within the Messianic camp. Um, it seems to be 
a, an issue where many of these messianic groups are actually silent when it comes to Jewish evangelism and the relationship between the Church of Rome and Lausanne and the ecumenic, ecumenism within the LCJE. Um, the, someone might ask the question, well have you actually contacted these people? And the answer is yes, we did and we had been stonewalled. Um, we had replies from people who would say don't contact us anymore about this issue, we don't want to talk about it and they seem to be skipping around the issue and quite uh, secretive in regards to its dealings and its affairs with uh, yeah, with the Lausanne movement um, they seem to be fraternising and peddling ecumenism without uh, without the people, without people knowing, you know, what actually is going on, who's caught up in these uh, movements. Now, am I against Jewish evangelism? No. Am I replacementist? I'm against replacementism. I'm against supersessionalism. Um, I believe God's uh, perfect plan for Israel is salvation for a future event, but it does not negate that. Oh, we should go and support um, Israel any cost, even if it means we'll be, com uh, we'll be compromising and aligning ourselves up with people who do not have a problem with going to Catholic churches. Now, Jesus Jesus, uh, one of the groups, which I will explain later on, that have been in the UK and in Poland, going around the Catholic Church during Holy Week, doing Peshach, in the Catholic Churches, and that's while they had the mass services going on. Now I wrote to Juice Jesus and I will uh, cover on the discussions between me and a representative uh, of Juice Jesus who completely views Roman Catholicism as a second, uh, secondary issue. Roman Catholicism is not a divisive, divisive issue and we should all come together for the cause of Christ because the issue is the gospel, not Roman Catholicism. Um, these are not my words, these are their words. Um, now, according to John Stott, he was a frame of the Lausanne Covenant. He says the word covenant is not used in its technical biblical sense, but in the ordinary sense of binding a binding contract. Anglican Bishop Jack um, Dane Executive Chairman for the ICOWE says, states that Lausanne is a Congress on Evangelization, not a Congress on Evangelism. Billy Graham, Honorary Chairman of the LCWE, explained that the Lausanne uh, Consultation's redefinition of evangelism, and he says this, Billy Graham, quote, quote, to quote him, he says, since the Lausanne Congress in 1974, Christians increasingly have been called up to provide leadership in areas where they were small, a small minority, almost did not exist before. Evangelism has taken, a whole, uh, taken on new meaning. World problems of poverty, overpopulation and the threat of nuclear war mount by the hour and the world is in desperate need of the gospel now. The two articles of the Lausanne Covenant explain the cultural mandate which the LCWE has added to the preaching of the Gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, now, the, the first heading was Christian Social Responsibility. They say, to quote Lausanne, We affirm God is both the creator and the judge of all men, and we therefore should show his concern for 
justice and reconciliation throughout human society and for the liberation of men, women and every kind of oppression from every kind of oppression because men and women are made in the image of God every person regardless of race, religion, colour, culture, class, sex or age has intrinsic, an intrinsic dignity because which he or she should be respected and served not exploited here too we express patience both for our neglect and for having sometimes regarded evangelism and social concern as mutually exclusive although reconciliation with other people is not reconciliation with God it's nor a social action evangelism nor is political liberation salvation nevertheless we affirm that evangelism and social political involvement are both parts of our Christian duty that's questionable but um, now the story of the Lysankovan reads and I'm going to go into this a lot more uh, deeper as we go on later on down the line but to summarize that the reports of the current sim uh, stimulated formation of the Lausanne consultation of Jewish evangelism the reverse also seems to be true that the LCJE has facilitated expansion of the global Lausanne movement and they say the covenant has been trans translated locally in more than 20 languages and it has been adopted by hundreds of churches and parachurch agencies as the basis of operations and cooperation it has led to formations of a number of national and regional movements in Europe, Asia, Australia, Africa, North America and Latin America. It stimulated movements such as the Lausanne Consultation Jewish Evangelism and the Chinese Coordinator Committee for World Evangelization. In 1993, Paul Cedar, now it's interesting Paul Cedar because he was part of the... Um, a movement called the AD 2000 Beyond Movement. Now that I had on this committee people like C.P. Wagner and CP, you can actually trace this back and C.P. Wagner was, part, uh, was partly responsible after uh, Chuck Smith building up the um, New Apostolic Reformation. Now if it wasn't for Chuck Smith as reported by C.P. Wagner in the book Church, Churchquake the New Apostolic Reformation would not have existed. Um, I'm not sure why would um, C. Paul Wagner lie about something he's very passionate um, in in this area. Um, evangelical now the um, sorry, get on to the point that evangelical and Catholics together state that the Christian mission for the third millennium, which laid the foundation of evangelical Christians to set aside the distinctive doctrines and to unite with Roman Catholicism in order to evangelize the world by 2000 A.D. The ACT document says evangelicals and Catholics are brothers and sisters in Christ and existing uh, divisions that obscure the one Christ and hinder the one mission of the church which is were confused as sins against the unity that Christ intends for all his disciples. This ecumenical scheme is being proposed by the LCJE. Obstensibly for the sake of Jewish evangelism, the president of the LCJ International, Tovi Azertsky, who is the president of Juice Jesus, is the chief of station of Juice Jesus in Los Angeles, 
and for some time he held the position of the International Lausanne Committee. That was back in ni the 1974, I think. I'll get the date uh, later on. Now, the, the Lausanne Committee for World Evangelization website uh, identifies an ecumenical array of past speakers for the LCJE, which include Lausanne Committee Chairman Paul Cedar, Messianic Faculty Associates from Fuller Ceremony, and Director of Juice Jesus and Al Fruttenbaum of Ariel Ministries. Now, there are going to be names that are going to be mentioned that's going to be quite surprising. It might make you uncomfortable. Why would you speak about Al Fruttenbaum? Why would you speak about Juice Cheese, etc.? And it may even cause you to um, come up with some defence for these people because they've done so much good work and you recognise that a lot of the teachings are valid in what um, has come out of them. But if we put our biases aside and we put we don't look at the individual as something we gain, you know, we look towards them as um, somebody that you find favour with. But we look past our own um, circumstance and we just look broadly what's actually going on um, outside our own um, sort of, it's, it's like our own little um, corner, of, uh, you know, looking beyond our own little scope of, you know, our own little world. Um, we see what's going on in reality. Now, am I taking personal issues against individuals within Messianic communities? No. I would very much love to see these people act with integrity and come out against Rome and come out against Lausanne and separate themselves and break covenant with the LCWE. Um, so, um, unfortunately, these, these are the names that do come up, and I don't say this um, to uh, vilify anybody or to come against any individual, but if names are included in their own publications, names will be mentioned, and there might be people in there that you may be surprised um, that, you know, oh, why would Miguel Hayworth mention these names? There's a reason for it. If you bear with me, and then we go through this, and we'll go through the history of the Lausanne uh, movement connection to the LCJE, uh, then um, we look beyond the fact that, oh, you know, we cannot um, separate the individuals from the LCJE if they're part of something ecumenism. It negates everything that they were teaching concerning Rome or concerning make, not making alliances with the Catholic Church. Uh, in fact, they are very loosely, and by doing so, they become part of the problem, not the solution. Now, speakers, it said, they say, within the LCJ, speakers at our conferences include Louis Goldberg, Al Fruttenbaum, Mosh Rosen, Art Glazier, Dan Juster, Stuart uh, Derman, Mitch Gla uh, Glazer, Susan Perlman, Juice Jesus, um... Mosh Rosen, I think I mentioned before, is Juice Jesus, Michael uh, Schiffman, Paul Cedar, and others. Paul Cedar is very ecumenical. That I do know you can actually Google this, and uh, there's lots of information. But the conference speaker of the March 2000 LCJ included Dr. Kai uh, Kajer Hansen, 
the um, director for LCJ International, Toby Zersky, president of the LCJ International Juice Cheeses in Los Angeles, Jim Stibley, Southern Baptist Convention. Now, the Southern Baptist Convention, recently in the past few years, have extended the hand of welcome to Freemasonry. Now, it admitted in the publication that um, within the uh, Southern Baptist Convention, amongst the leaders, you got Freemasons within the Southern Baptist Convention. And this guy, Jim Stibley, is in the LCJ. Susan Perlman, Juice Cheese, San Francisco, Mitch Glazier, Chosen People Ministries, Lois Goldberg, Juice Cheese, New York, Barry Nathaniel, Southern Theological Seminary, I assume that's Fuller, um, anything that comes out Fuller can't be that good. Boas Johnson, he's from the uh, TSMAC Institute, Art Glazer, Fuller Theological Ceremony, Fred uh, Klett, Director, uh, Chain Ministries, uh, Joseph Colner, Temple Aaron Kodesh, Ross Rennick, Resnick, President of the Union of Messianic Jewish Congregations. Now, yes, we should support Israel, but not everything Messianic is kosher, and that's what I'm trying to get across. Just because you get a group of people who love Israel, they love the Jews, it don't mean that they are spot on, it don't mean that they are 100%. And just got to be aware, and we've got to use wisdom in the, these last days to know the difference. Now, Paul Cedar is the uh, executive chairman of the International Lausanne Committee. He's the chairman of Mission America, uh, signatory to the Evangelical and Catholics Together document. Marsh Rosen is the founder of the first executive director of Jews Jesus. Uh, I believe he died, um, you know, uh, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he did die recently, Marsh Rosen. So, um, again, this is nothing personal. Um, Direct, uh, director of Juice Cheese San Francisco, Susan Perlman, first assistant to the executive director of Juice Cheese, presenter at the Lausanne Constitution Jewish Evangelism, National International Conferences, steering committee for the LCJE, former president of IFMA, the Interdom National Foreign Missions Association, uh, which is part of Wheaton, um, Illinois. Uh, she was part of the Wheaton Editorial uh, Board member. Now, the Wheaton uh, Editorial Board is part of the B BGEA, Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Uh, I sh believe um, she's part of that because it's the only uh, known um, institute in Wheaton in um, America. Then you've got... Um, she's the Editorial Board member of the... Um, Evangelical Missions Quarterly in Chicago. You've got Al Frutzenbaum, um, Director of Ariel Ministries, Coordinator for North American LCJ for seven years. Al Frutzenbaum serves um, on the board reference of the World of the Bible with John Ankerberg, Tim LaHaye, and David Bryce, who are members of the Council for National Policy. A 500 member co uh, coalition of evangelical leaders, cults, Secret Society, non-Nazis, CFR members and corporate enterprises working together to advance Anglo-American imperialism leading to the one world government under the one world religion. 
There's um, a document called the Messianic Discernment Ministries facilitating the transition to the sun. Louise, Go uh, Louise Goldberg, Chair of Jewish Studies, Moody Bible Institute, which is now ecumenical. Sorry to see it go that way, but they uh, they went ecumenical. He passed several churches and taught Tennessee Temple Schools and the Moody Bible Institute from 1965 to 1993. Uh, while headed, uh, while at Moody, he headed the Jewish Studies for de uh, Department and uh, mentored many of the Jewish Chiefs staff who were in the program, teaching the Bible to new Jewish believers. He was part of the Old Testament translation team for the New International Version and the N uh, New King James Version Bibles. He also contributed to the articles to the Wycliffe Commentary. Theological Word Study, Tyndale Family Bible Encyclopedia, and the Bible Expositor um, and Illuminator, um, also part of Jews Jesus. Uh, we'll come up to the half hour mark. I'd like to continue this um, and see where this leads us. Um, it's not looking good, but you know I think these things do need to be touched on uh, because none of the other. Um, the servant ministries are actually touching on the messianic issue um, for some reason I try to speak to them to encourage them to do so but it when anything else is fine but this is a no-go area for a lot of these groups I'll um, leave you to uh, the break and we'll be right back after this uh, short um, intermission God bless you and Maranatha Hi, welcome back um, to the first plumb line hour. Um, and before I continue, you might ask, you know, what these names got to do with me? You know, why can't I support Jewish evangelism? No one's saying that you can't. We should. Um, why these names affect you us personally is because all these names combined together make up the LCJ. It's not the LCJ as a separate entity without these people you wouldn't have the LCJ without these people you wouldn't have even Lasan. Um so I think you know I I generally believe that it's important to address these issues. Now these people will not uh, don't want to be spoken to. They just simply stonewall you when you ask start asking questions. You know something's wrong. But when you ask questions, they seem to um, put up brick walls. They don't want to know. They don't want to talk to you about these issues. And as long as you're in these movements, you're giving credence to the deceit and deception and the apostasy that's going on. That the ecumenism has actually come into the messianic camp. 
Now, I'm not saying all messianics have gone that way. Uh, there are good messianic groups out there that are not part of the LCJ. They refuse to be part of it. Uh, some uh, messianic believers have even left the LCJ because of these very issues. Uh, so, And there are those that will come out and oppose this who are messianics. Um, now, there was a guy called Daniel uh, Juster. He's the governing council for the apostol uh, apostolic of T-I-K-K-U-N International. Ticken. Daniel Juster is the graduate of Wheaton College and McCormack Theological Sem Seminary and serves as spiritual leader of Beth Messianic Congregation, Rockville, Maryland, since 1973. He has pastored Messianic congregations and currently uh, labours as an apostle to Jewish congregations, who seeks out their new life in Jesus in an unequivocally Jewish way. William Green, PhD, is the ascendance of Messianic um, Judaism. Just the works with Mike Bickle uh, and the Kansas Prophets. Now, Mike Bickle is the founder of International House of Prayer, IHOP, and they do all this weird and wonderful stuff. Now he's, Mike Bickle, as you, you're probably aware, he's associated with, he's been associated with Todd Bentley, he's been associated with uh, Bill Johnson, um, Patricia King, and many others that are quite well known, in, especially in the UK, under these, these new movements that are currently uh, poisoning the minds of those who claim to be our brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, he says, Juster, um, Juster, Daniel Juster says, Mike Bickle and I have become friends and began to correspond state, starting in 1989 on issues of the ministry of the Holy Spirit. Apostolic prophetic ministry and the end times and the unity of the church and the restoration of Israel. And it was during that this uh, time that Mike became convinced the need to join with Tikkun to truly undertake Israel's mandate. This guy, just uh, Daniel Juster, is a member of the LCJE, and that's why his name's on there. It was during that time where Mike became convinced the need to join Tikkun to truly undertake the Israel mandate, and that the 2004 Israeli Mandate Conference marked 21 years to the day from the time that first. Bob Jones' prophecy was given to Mike Bickle. Now, Bob Jones, what I can say about him, but he's someone I'd say avoid like the plague. I've nothing to do with him. And it's all case of Galatians, you know, earnestly contend for the faith. And Ephesians chapter 5, verse 11, do not uh, participate with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them. Art Glazier in 1970 joined the missions of faculty full of theological ceremony in Pasadena in California. 1971 to 1980, the dean of the school will mission of full of uh, theological ceremony and seminary. In 1972 and 1980, attended the World Council Church's Commission of World Mission and Evangelism. In 1974, attended the International Congress of World Evangeliz Evangelization, Lausanne, Switzerland. Stuart Duneman um, is the congregational leader of the Avazat Zion Messianic Synagogue in Beverly Hills. He's the Cal in California, the chairman of 
the theological theology committee for the union of messianic jewish congregants congregations and um president of hashavenu an organization promotes spiritual maturity for jewish authenticity in the messianic movement dr Arnold for student at full of theological ceremony where he also teaches Hashavenu uh, is located in the campus of Fuller Theological Ceremony. So, um, what is it about Hashavenu? Now, the magazine bound, uh, I think it's in, it's, it's in Spanish, but it is published by Paul Seal, who, like Stuart Dunaman, is on the steering committee for the Union of Mesent Jewish Congregations on the board of Hashavenu. In the current issue of uh, Boundaries, Sol uh, laments for the fact that Jewish Messianic Jews are in danger of losing their Jewish identity. Uh, the incident for Lasan consultation about world evangelism and maintaining the recognisable Jewish identity reminded Pope John Paul's instance that unity with evangelicals does not imply that there will be a relinquishment of papal authority over all of Christendom. Now, Pope John Paul stated, and um, this was in his 115-page encyclical, um, encyclical uh, that all may be one, which was dedicated to search for unity amongst Christian churches from the split of each other during the past thousand years. And he says, the Pope, this was according to the San Francisco Chronicle on the 5th, uh, this was the fifth month. It was the date of the thirty-first of the fifth, nineteen ninety-five. The Pope made it clear that he would not accept a symbolic papacy without the te without teeth, and that Rome would have to hold the primary place amongst Christians. He also said that a Pope should have the authority to make infallible declarations regarding the basic tenets of faith. Now, Rick Joyner, um, who Rabbi Cohen considers a friend and a righteous gentile was informed that the first jewish first sorry the first gentile ever to speak at the conference was mr joiner who was also a, knight, uh, a member of the knight of the order of malta and that's the knights hospitaller which is a non chivalric order uh, which is non it's non masonic order within a masonic order called knights of malta it's very confusing but that's uh, what it is but it's an ecumenical order now they associate with other post, uh, other modern prophets such as James Ryle, the Promise Keepers, pastor of Bill McCarthy, McCartney, Andrew Strom, Jack Deere, um, Francis Frangipane, uh, Dudley Hall, Mike Bickle, Bob Jones, Paul Kane, and other prophets were involved with the original Kansas City prophets. I got note that since. Um, few years ago Andrew Strom did leave the Kansas City Prophets that's something I want to highlight um, the vineyard and the charismatic movement and the end time prophetic visions website provides a current listing of modern prophets including all of the above plus David Wilkinson and others now David Wilkinson may be a surprise to you but if you go to his blog he was giving credence to the Catholic charismatics in his own words that he said that the Catholic charismatic priests were saved, they were filled with the Holy Spirit, and he believed that they loved Christ. Um, he was defending them, but he was actually giving credence to these Catholic charismatic priests who um, did not have any problem with, they wouldn't come out and re reject the Catholic Mass.
and yet uh, in the article uh, Dave Wilkinson admitted that he uh, was ignorant about Mariolatry. Um, so um, they're not required to be uh, they're saying that the, these sort of teachings were not required to be accurate as, um, for the following reasons that Protestants learned their experience and that the church isn't mature enough to know and handle the truth so we can't know the truth we can't handle the truth um, and so there goes um, the introduction for the Sun Constitution Jewish Evangelism now getting to the point the background information to sum up very short 1980 the Lausanne Committee for World Evangelism sponsored the Constitution of World Evangelization COWE in Pattaya in, Pata, uh, in Pattaya Thailand reaching Jews and was one of the 17 mini consultation groups that, at that event the enthusiasm of the leaders in the field of Jewish evangelism who attended to explain the network gave rise to the formation of a task force now called the LCJE the Lausanne Constitution Jewish Evangelism now we look at the some of the people that were involved uh, Tovi Zertsky, the president of the LCJ International Committee Tovi Zertsky was one of the founders of the Juice Jesus Ministry he was the first uh, field min missionary began at the service in February 1974 now Tovia uh, continues to serve the Lord and this is what they say and is now the director of self development internationally in the Los Angeles office he also chairs the board for Juice Jesus in Tel Aviv in Israel now Juice Jesus has a long history of joining hands with Rome and I'll explain what I mean by that because I want to cover this on a separate uh, issue concerning Juice Jesus because there's a lot to cover on in, in this area now to sum up um, the history the background now having um, spoken to Juice Jesus myself in London by phone the person I spoke to on the phone said that Juice Jesus does not concern itself with doctrinal differences concerning Jews becoming Roman Catholics they said it is more important that they believe in Jesus by nature Jews Jesus are not separatists uh, and state that we should not divide on doctrinal differences although a person on the phone would not answer my question does Jews Jesus have an issue with ecumenism around unity with the Roman Catholic Church the question remained and still remains unanswered but they did state they have representatives from Jews Jesus that do speak at Roman Catholic churches where they are accepted but not all of them do for more information Jews Jesus and ecumenism you can refer to my page on firstpalmline.net uh, where I've got a lot more to add in there but I wish to cover on this subject separately uh, but um, they are uh, one of the big major plays within the LCJE because their uh, president of Tovi Zersky is the president of the LCJE now Jews Jesus are part of a bigger ecumenical organization called the Joshua Project 2000 formerly known as the AD 2000 uh, beyond and they state that the Joshua Project was birthed in 1995 within the former AD 2000 beyond movement from 2001 through to 2005 the Joshua Project was at different times 
informally connected to the Caleb Project, the ICTA and, the World, and World Help. In 2006, the Joshua Project officially became Ministry of the U.S. Center for World Mission, which is very ecumenical. Alongside the AD2000 resource networks, trucks and task, force, task forces, a third, uh, the leaders are Mobilization of United Prayer, which include Peter and Doris Wagner. Now, Peter Wagner is the founder of Global Harvest Ministries, the International Coalition of Apostles and co-founder of the World Prayer Center in 1982. Wagner joined with John Wimber, the founder of Vineyard. Uh, well, it was actually, it goes back to Lonnie Frisbee, who was part of Calvary Chapel, he got kicked out because he was found the unrepentant, perhaps, and homosexual. Um, and then uh, Wimber grabbed him and they formed together the Vineyard Movement, which isn't something you read about, but you can actually research this. Um, but he was the co um who was the founder? Wimber was founded in Vineyard to create a new course at Fuller Theological Ceremony School of World Mission called Signs, Wonders, and Church Growth. Now, during the Messiah 1999 conference, Steve Katz was the director of the DC's branch for Juice Jesus and was the guest speaker listed in the program for the Messiah 99 conference and shared the platform with Rick Joyner, who is now a member of service. Uh, who's now a member and serves the Knights of Malta. Now, according to the Hedgewich Baptist Church, they report, Rick joined Joel's army coming of age. Now, in July of 1999, the Masonic uh, Masonic Jewish Association of America, the MJAA, sponsored the Messiah 99 conference in conjunction with the Young Masonic Jewish Alliance, YMJA. And the International Alliance of Messianic Congregations and Synagogues. The conference and speakers conference speakers included Rick Joyner of Morning Star Ministries, Stephen Strang, who has involvement with the Promise Keepers, editor of Charisma magazine, and Steve Katz, a recruiter for Juice Jesus. Rick Joyner's prophecy revealed the divine plan for the revelation in the church and the need for Messiah Jews to help reform the church. In Messiah 99, Rick Joyner says, I believe you become like the church. Something is lost. Listen, there's uh, a whole lot uh, that the church, believe me, I really believe there must be a revolution. I do not believe that the church is anything close to what we call to be either. And speaking as a member of the church, and I believe that I have the right to say that. There is a revolution going on, on in the church too. Believe me, something awesome is taking place. There are ramblings going on. I mean, there is something uh, to have a revival, and that's wonderful. We are talking about a revolution. We're talking about the Reformation isn't over. The reforming. I believe it's the beginning in many ways. As you know what, we can look and say, it took 500 years for the Reformation to do this much, and that isn't much. When Rick Joyner initially prophesied the revolution in the church, he spoke about the dismantling present church structures. However, we assume that God had not yet revealed to him the nature of this revolution, and the course that it would take 
or what the church would become in the aftermath. Now it is pleased it has pleased God to make the direction clear to his prophet Joiner, who has now confided this vision of the new church and how to get there to the assembly of Messianic Jews. Not uh, privy to the heavenly relations received by the anointed company of the modern prophets, the average Christian is left to speculate as the nature of the new church to the nature of the new church. However, there are more important clues scattered amongst the path of various movements afoot, indicating what we may expect, as well as the drastic measures which will be taken up to the move the sheep out of their comfortable pasture into unfamiliar terrain. These series of reports will examine seemingly varied and divisive heretical streams in the, on the Christian landscape to locate the final point where, incredibly, all will coverage in the religious system that represents the ideal of each one. Jews for Jesus and the Cell Church Movement Jews for Jesus were involved with the WCM and this goes back clearly to their speaking engagement and the participation at the C GCOWE 95 which was sponsored by Crystal Pagan Paul Youngie Cho at his mega church in Seoul, South Korea. And this perhaps before staff from Fuller's School World Missions went to Korea to find out about the cell church movement from Cho. The purpose is to learn how to plant churches in the same fashion and this was uh, reported in the media spotlight page 10 the World Christian Movement by Albert James Dagger and this was volume 22 November 1st April 1999 uh, Brief history on the cell church movement the reason why the soul intrinsic link there's a history between the LCJ and these movements now you've got the um, whole aspect that Billy Graham was behind the LCWE the Lausanne Constitution for World Evangelization now they all came out fuller now the Cell Church movement was a think tank um, where they were having a discussion at the full sem seminary when John Wimber, David Youngie Cho, C. Pete Wagner, Bill Bright, J. Grimstead, Donald McGavin, Welf, Welf Rinter, Ralph Winter, who's, who founded uh, WEC and the WEC camps, Billy Graham, David Duplassus, Robert Grant, who is the Council of National Policy, Don Richardson, etc were all there and strategies and methodologies of taking the world for Jesus were being developed and this was at Lausanne the GCOWE AD 2000 Beyond Movement strategies and the contextualized gospel of the global harvest and revival etc. John travelled extensively for Fuller's church growth expert the self church theory um, as known as uh, Paul Young and Cho and taught uh, some sorry and taught seminars worldwide to hundreds of thousands of pastors equipping them for ministry by the impartation of the gifts and ministries of the Holy Spirit John Wimber promoted and taught and trained up hundreds and thousands of workers globally to take places in the newfound apostolic network each submitted under the mentor of a person above them in a hierarchical authority structure known as shepherding the shepherding doctrine he and Chow had also introduced these ideas to the church in China 
those attending vineyard churches these past 20 years have all been equipped to use their gifts in a manner that prescribed by their doctrine and under their authority. John Wimber could, uh, secretly, could secretly know that his position in the hierarchy as an apostle was completely assured. He went on from uh, reiterating from the Association of Vineyard Churches to working directly with Shuler, Robert Shuler's Chow Hayford um, et al. perfecting their cell model through post-denominational church movement and torch ministries and the Antioch Church Network and much much more. Now get on to the Constitution World Evangelization and the LCJE. Um, and I've only got like 10 minutes uh, left but there, there is so much, I mean, barely to the surface, there is, there is a lot to cover on. Um, the global, um, sorry, the LCJ North America representative was privileged to attend what some were calling at the time the most strategic and significant gathering of Christian leaders in the history of missions. A 10-day global consultation of world evangelization in Seoul, Korea, which were about 4,000 delegates from almost every nation in the world. The Global Consultation World Evangelism is part of the AD 2000 and Beyond report, from the, uh, which was dated in October 1st, 2000. The International Bulletin of Missionary Research states that in January 1989, mission leaders from 50 countries met in Singapore in the Global Consultation World Evangelization GCOWE to consider making an end of the century as a goal for completing world evangelization. Representatives of the Roman Catholic commune, Communion were among the 314 participants. They had sites on set the on the millennial year. Pope John Paul II in 1987 had already proclaimed in 1990 to the year 2000 that the universal decade of evangelization in order to put the good news of, the, of salvation in the hands of every person before the dawn of the third millennium. The goal of the program was a world more Christian, uh, not then by the year 2000. Um, this was a reference quote from Tom Forrest. Now, he wrote a thing uh, called The Strategy of Evangelization 2000. The New Evangelization 2000, number 4, 1988. He says, The hope was to give Jesus the 2000th birthday gift most pleasing to him, the world for which he died won for him. Forrest's article was reprinted towards the 82000 beyond, a reader compiled by Louis Bush, Jay Gray and Mike Roberts for the Singapore 1989 Global Consultation on World Evangelization by AD 2000 and beyond. Um, more detail in the article which states the AD 2000 Beyond movement not only became an interdenominational which has its constituency but international as well. In 1987, the individual who canvassed mission leaders to see if there was interest in launching the AD 2000 program was Thomas Wang, a Chinese, then serving as international director of the Lausanne Committee. 
he would soon become chairman of the AD2000 movement. The AD2000 movement international director, Louis, Louis Bush, is the son of the British businessman who was raised who raised his family in Argentina and Brazil. Bush served as the pastor of El Salvador in El Salvador and as director of Partners International before taking up the leadership of AD2000. The two primary collectors of the global data are British, David B. Barrett, director of World Evangelization Movement, Richmond, Virginia, and Patrick Johnston, uh, research secretary for the WEC International, Gerard's Cross in England. Obviously, the architects of the AD2000 movement had a great deal of history to inform their vision. One who played a major role in them to take history seriously was Todd Johnson, a member of Youth With A Mission and the son-in-law of Ralph D. Winter, founder of the US Center for World Mission and general director of the Frontier Mission Fellowship, Pasadena, California, is known for his plea in the unreached peoples of the International Congress of World Evangelization held in 1974 in Lausanne, Switzerland. Over the last quarter of a century, Winter has been developing some key mythological uh, concepts behind the present movement. First, uh, the first half in, of the AD2000 watchword, a church for every people by AD2000, was forged at a frontier missions consultation held in Edinburgh, Scotland in 1980, meeting subsequently inspired by Ralph Winter. Um, I'm going to go on uh, uh, next week because the the more uh, to cover on next will be a comment from uh, by Thomas Wang concerning Lausanne and the LCJE. Um, just want to say God bless you and thank you for tuning in and just hope you know you keep track on these audio recordings because uh, I believe they're vitally important. The whole thing's a web of a mess, but uh, you know. People out of and Barm should really come out and stop making covenants with these people. The covenant that was uh, same covenant that was forged and created by the World Council Churches. Now, if the little leaven leavens the whole lump, if the root is corrupted, then the whole thing is like the Bible says in the Gospel of John: "Can um, good fruit grow out of a tree amongst thorns and thistles? And can a good tree produce rotten fruit?" Um, and it says, by the fruits you shall know them. We we know them by the fruits. It's not what they say. There's a lot what they say that is right. But what they're doing nullifies what they say. And it just really is inconsistent. It contradicts the whole message that, oh, we stand against ecumenism. What do you mean that the LCJ is ecumenical? They can't see it. Um, so either they don't want to or they're ignorant. And really, they need to look into all this stuff, um, you know, which had been challenged. There was a petition, but unfortunately, the petition holder to the LCJ petition was inconsistent because you're asking an ecumenical organisation not to be not to be ecumenical. You can't do that because they're already gone. You cannot um, rescue them when they're already corrupted anyway. Does that mean that, say, Arnold Frutzenbaum's corrupted? No, he's compromised. Um, but the fact that he's legitimising 
by supporting something that's deeply ecumenical is actually corrupting the very foundations that he has set through Ariel Ministries, but the same with Juice Jesus, the same with um, Chosen People Ministries, etc. I'm sorry to name names, I just these are the names that come upon their conferences as they're, they are members. Anyway, um, I will go more, much more into this and give you full explanations as to why, why now, why, why are we dealing with uh, the Messianic camp. Um, yeah, I think um, unfortunately people like Paul Wilkinson, uh, even though he criticised the Third Lausanne Conference, he failed to mention the Messianics that were party to uh, something that was led partly with the World Council of Churches. Um, but uh, we do pray for these people. Um, but uh, really, yeah, we encourage you to continue listening to this series and uh, we want to say God bless you and uh, hope to join you again soon. Maranatha. Shalom.